And we just stared at each other like, I mean, can I cuss here? Welcome to episode five of the Ultra Ordinary Running Podcast. We are ordinary runners embarking on a journey to our first 100-mile ultramarathon together, the Havelina 100 in October. I'm Melissa, and I'm joined by the ever-inspiring Angela and Christina. Hello, ladies. Hey there. (laughs) This week, we have a very special episode for you. It's a race recap of Christina's 50-mile trail race that she just finished yesterday. Yay. <laughs> Congratulations on finishing a race. We we have, or I have no idea what happened during this race. Everything we talk about is going to be a surprise for me. So I can't wait to hear about how it went for you. Well, it was, it was quite an adventure. Let's say that. It got very interesting, especially towards the end. As oh. I can imagine, yeah. they often do. So this was a repeat race for you. Um, I think you mentioned in the last podcast. Um, do you can you recap a little bit about what this race is, what it means to you, and why you wanted to do it again? Um, well, when I did it last year, when I was researching my first fifty mile, I had actually read um, several recaps when I was trying to find uh, you know my perfect you know well first 50 mile race. And, um, I stumbled upon one that was actually, it wasn't very favorable. Like it didn't cast the most beautiful light on this race. And, you know, she gave all these negatives like, Oh, if you really want a big adventurous, you know, or mountainous run, this is not what you want. You know, I'm used to these huge mountain ranges and this was not it. And then, so she had all of these, these, you know, Talk, you know, she wrote all these things about like there's like this dirty water and you trudge through it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this doesn't sound very good. But then she got towards the end and there's one little paragraph and one sentence that she said, this is a perfect first 50 mile race. And I said, you know what? I'm sold. I don't care about all these negatives. I mean, she said this is the perfect one for a first beginner. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this one. So San Diego 50 was my first one from last year. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I like the terrain. It's, there's a nice variety. The weather last year was pretty hot. Um, this year it didn't get so hot, but there was definitely some moments in it. Um, and I just wanted to go back because it was just a really, it's a small race. It's very well organized. The support stations were great. The volunteers were great. There was a lot of good energy. The race director is 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 amazing. Um, I follow him on on Instagram, and he just puts on a really good race. And it's it's only a few mo- uh, hours, a couple hours from LA, so it's pretty pretty close. Um, and I actually got a friend of mine involved who was supposed to do it last year. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to do it. So when I told her that I was going to be doing it this year, um, I had told her that I recommend this as a first 50 mile that she says, I'm going to do it as well. So she was able to sign up as well for it. And uh, so it was very special this time because we were going to do it together. So I was really excited about doing this race. Awesome. Gee, Angela, does that sound familiar? Christina um, getting us to sign up for a race to run with her? 
pattern. Yeah, this is your thing. It's like I always like those opportunities to work on my enabling skills. <laughs> you know, they have positions for race directors. I wonder if they have race recruiters because that could be your dream job right there. If you could be a race recruiter, I would be so good at promotions. You would be awesome at that. Yeah, yeah. And just as a side note, you know, I. I had went to a um, going away party for a friend of mine recently, and I was talking to another friend of mine, and um, she had mentioned about a 50K. She was like, I forgot exactly what she had said, and I had said, you know, are, are you thinking about doing a 50K? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. I said, well, you just ran, you know, 20 miles today. It's if you did a few more tomorrow, I mean, you're training for a 50K right there. It's really, you know, five more miles in a marathon. And she says, you know what? You're the wrong person I need to be talking to right now. <laughs> and we just kind of laughed, but she kind of said it kind of seriously. So. Yeah, just be aware, everyone out there, if you get involved in a conversation with Christina, you may find yourself on ultra sign-up later, shelling out a bunch of money to <laughs> run these races. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah after you uh, you talked about this race, and I looked up the, what is it called, the San Diego 50-miler? Is that its yes. name? Yes, I and they also this... have a marathon as well. Okay, so I looked it up, and I read about it briefly, and I thought, hey, actually, this sounds pretty good. <laughs> I'd kind of like to do it. It's probably prohibitively far away for me, but um, it it's actually like... really, it's really nice. Yeah, There's a lot of variety with that terrain. I, I, I'm telling you, there's some tricky parts, but, but there's some smooth buttery. There's also, um, you know, the smooth buttery trails and then there's rocky areas. There's some climbs. And I think this time around, I, I realize more how many more climbs there are. I don't know if my first experience was I was more going with this idea that, I mean, I had no idea what to expect. So maybe I was thinking like there weren't that many clients, but this time around I, I'm seeing things that are, that I didn't see before and I'm experiencing things that I didn't experience before. It turned out to be a very interesting race for me, hmm. but I do recommend it. Like if you've done a 50 mile or haven't done a I, I recommend this one. It's beginner friendly, I would say that, for a first, for first 50 mile race. It really is. Mm -hmm. So the course is. So you ran Saturday. Oh. Go ahead. Angela. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, so you ran Saturday and you're, you're in LA. So you, when did you go down? I guess I just, I kind of want you to like take us back to like. I know you like got your stuff together and you got packed. Did you have any issues getting packed? I, your, you know, kind of get us moving on your, your way down there to the starting line. Well, I had my list prepared like last week and then, or the week before. So then I started packing Sunday night, I believe. This is so like started, a week before the race? Yes. Or six days or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it was Sunday night that I had started packing. And then um, I had finished uh, Wednesday. So there were a couple of things I had to do. Like I had to wash my hydration pack because I hadn't washed it in a while. And it was, it was quite funky. So I had to wash that. 
and then I had to, because I had new trail shoes, they're fairly new, I hadn't put the gaiters on because I haven't been wearing them on the trail, on the training runs. So I had attached the little Velcro and I had a little mini panic attack because I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. So I was able to find it um, and then I attached those on Wednesday, I believe it was. So Wednesday, I was actually 100% packed. Everything was in the in the bag. Every single item that I needed for the race and for the trip was was in the bag um, on Wednesday. So I was fully packed then. Uh, Thursday, didn't really need to do anything, did my last-minute packing. And then Friday, we drove down to San Diego. Uh, probably around, I think it was around in the 10 o'clock or so. And then we stopped in Carlsbad to eat lunch and met up with um, my friend Crystal, who was also doing the race with me. So... Uh, we met for lunch, and it was really funny because across the street from us was the um, expo for the Carlsbad Marathon and Half Marathon. So we actually don't have an expo for the San Diego 50. Basically, race morning, we sign in, we check in our name, we get our shirt, and that's pretty much it. So we're like, we don't get an expo, so we use this. We we crash this expo. <laughs> <laughs> So we had walked in and somebody had asked us and she had asked my friend, actually, she asked him, oh, are you ready for the race? And she just like kind of looked at her blankly. And my friend looked at me and then I looked at the lady and I go, yes. <laughs> yes, you're ready for the race. It wasn't the <laughs> same race <laughs> that she's talking about. But. And then my friend was like, I didn't know what to say because we're not doing any of these races. I said, we're, well, we're ready for the race. We're not ready for this race. That's so really, we, that sounds really convenient. If you had realized you'd forgotten something or, you know, if you was, could go to this expo and pick up whatever you needed. Oh my gosh, it was great. In fact, I actually picked up um, the Ultra Spire um, little recyclable cup or reusable cup, which turned out perfectly because the Miwok 100K is a cupless race. Mm -hmm. And I was actually looking at, you know, oh, look, I need to get a a cup just in case because, you know, what if I just need the cup and not my hydration pack or whatever reason? So I said, you know what? Let me get this, this cup. And so they were there. It turned out perfectly. Oh, awesome. like, yeah, it was, it was great. And then I talked to the, the guy that was working there that I said, oh, I'm doing the race in their covers. He, he knew exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So he was actually a trail runner. He says, oh, so what race are you doing? Um, he says, oh, you're doing the marathon t- uh, tomorrow or you're doing the marathon. And I said, I said, no, we're actually doing the, um, the, uh, the San Diego 50, the ultra uh, marathon. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. My buddy runs that runs that race, and I said, "Oh my gosh!" So it ends up being that he knows the race director, uh, Paul, that uh, that uh, does the race. So it was it was a kind of a small world, but yeah, it turned out really great. I got a I got an expo out of it. Awesome! And we picked out free. Uh, we got some free goodies. So good deal. Good. So that's Friday night. That was Friday. Yes. So Friday, Friday, and then um, I try to go to sleep early. That was my intent um, or my intention to go to bed probably by like 6.30-ish because I figured that would give me about seven hours, eight hours by the time I get some rest. 
I didn't sleep very well at all. I looked at the clock. I remember seeing 7.22 and I just could not fall asleep. And I said, you know what? Don't look at the clock anymore because I'm going to start getting anxious. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me just relax. Let me just, you know, send good thoughts to myself. Just relax about this raise. Visualize a really good raise. And then eventually I knew I'd fall asleep. But I, I set my clock for about two. I actually set the alarm for 2.15. And then I woke up at 1.10 automatically. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was really hoping I could have, you know, had another hour. But my body, I think I just had a little bit of anxiety over it. I don't know why. For some reason, I was just a little bit more nervous about this one. Um, so I've been up since 1 o'clock. And uh, I didn't. I actually just kind of stayed in bed that whole time, just kind of trying to relax and calm my nerves about it. And then I got up. Um, probably around two o'clock and luckily we had a coffee maker in the room. So I, the night before I always run the coffee just because I just use the hot water mm-hmm. um, because I take oatmeal packets. So I had an oatmeal packet and I use the hot water and then it's like the instant oatmeal. So plain instant oatmeal. And then I brought my own, I had a little brown sugar and cinnamon. So I add that, and that was my breakfast. Yummy. And then, a, and then a few Ritz crackers to go with. And is this your usual pre-race fare? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I, I like the the oatmeal. I like I like the oatmeal. Um, it's you know when I started running, I used to go with the normal. Like oh, people said oh, eat a bagel. Um, you know, put peanut butter, and I realized it was for me. Bagels seem to sit in my stomach. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, it just would not. It would just be for me. It was just heavy, and it just would just sit. So this one is the oatmeal is always really light for me. And if I took a couple packets, I only ate one packet. It was just enough. I probably, in hindsight, and looking back at what I should have done, maybe I should have had two packets. But being up that early, it's just, I don't know. I just can't eat that early at 2 o'clock. My, my yeah. body is just not ready for food. Yeah. You know, yeah. if it was, what time did you have to be to the start line? What time did the race start? Because this all seems very early. Yeah, check-in is at 5 o'clock. I had an early start at 5.30. He starts giving directions or the race instructions about um, 5 to 10 minutes before the the race um, takes off. Um, last year's experience was we got kind of lost going to the race, uh-huh. and uh, we didn't know that when we turn onto Band, it's called Bandy Canyon. There's immediate turn right in, and last year there was no no indication of where we're supposed to turn. There was no like lights or balloons or anything, so we totally missed the, the the turnoff. So we kept driving down, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think this is right. So we turned back around, and then we saw another vehicle turn in. So that's when we knew, oh my gosh, it's right there. So this year, I did not want to make the mistake because last year I was literally had ten minutes oh. when I got there 
That's to like get nightmare, race nightmare scenario oh. kind of thing, like get, getting lost on the way to the race. Oh, I started freaking out. Mm. I was just like, oh, my God. I literally had 10 minutes to get myself situated, get my hydration pack, making sure that I have everything with me, use the restroom, check in, and then hear my instructions. Mm-hmm. It, my, my nerves were shot. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> just calm down. Just calm down. Just relax. If I miss the start, whatever, it's in no big deal. So I'm like, you know what? This year, I do not want to make that mistake mm-hmm. at all. So we got there just before five. Um, I think it was like 4.50-ish. And it was cold. So we sat in the car for a few minutes. And then we went to go and check in. Um, it was funny because my friend was just right before me. And so she had just checked in and then um I was right after and the guy you know um Paul was a res director I don't know if he I recognize him because we we follow each other on Instagram I always like his photos his 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 off-road pursuits um on Instagram he has some really great photos he's he does um you know 100 100 milers um and right when I went up to the de- uh, onto the table he looks up and he goes hey so I said, hi. And he says, oh, so what's your, you know, what's your last name? And I said, yeah, I'm running. I'm a running mess. <laughs> and he just kind of laughed. Yeah. <laughs> it's before five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I said, I hopefully I'm not as much of a running mess today. <laughs> he just kind of laughed. And it was kind of funny. But I was like, and then I kept thinking about it. I'm like, does he recognize me from that? <laughs> he just started like, hey. Hey, um, but he's a very cool guy. He's a very cool guy. So, um, uh, so yeah, so we check in and then uh, went to go use the restroom. Luckily, we had a lot more time. Use the restroom, sit in the car, warm up a little bit. Um, it was about 40-ish degrees. I think it was like 40. I think I saw 46 or so around there. So it was, it was a little chilly. It's chilly for California. So it's um, – so we were a little bundled up a little bit. Um, so then we went back to the car and I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I'm just kind of being scattery because I'm just kind of recalling everything. Um, and then just before the instructions, we had about 10 minutes. I said, let's use the restroom one last time. So we went to go use the restroom one last time. And then right when we got finished, he started giving his instructions. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So we had to run down <laughs> just to make sure I'm like, I do not want to miss this. So, um, we got our instructions and then we, we took off and that was, that was the start of it. So you're off and running and it's dark. You're, are you wearing headlamps? Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely very dark. There's no light out there. Wow. Very, very little, very little. It's very, I would say the first, um, few miles are fairly flat mm-hmm. and just a little slight incline, which is great. Because I know that's what I'll be expecting at the end of the race. Um, but it's just a nice gradual slope of flatness, um, which I love because it gives your legs a chance in your body to warm up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's races where you just go, you're, you're right off the bat climbing up a mountain. And this gives your, your body just a chance to just kind of, you know, warm up a little bit and say, okay, I'm moving. And then you start hitting the little little inclines and then the little climbs and then, you know, you're running downhill and then a lot more flat. And, um, yeah, but up until 
just before, let's see, just before, I think it's before mile six, uh, there's a little light that's coming up, but you still have your little, your headlamp on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good. So you said this race became quite an adventure. Like at what point did that adventure start happening? Or are we not to that point yet? Are there things to address before we get to the well, adventure? Okay, let's see. For most of the race, I felt pretty good. Um, I was drinking water. I had CarboPro. So I would take that. And I didn't really take anything from the aid stations until I got to, um, I think it was towards the turnaround, about mile 25. Um Actually, the aid station was set up just before the turnaround, so we actually got that one twice. When we hit it up the first time, I, for some reason, gravitated right towards the potato chips. Oh, yeah. And I didn't (laughs) eat anything because food and me during races do not mesh well. So were you just doing Strictly Carbo Pro? Yes. Yeah, and that's, and uh, is I, that um, electrolytes I, and calories, or what is it exactly? It's it's just the calories and the okay. carbs. Okay. So I couldn't for some reason. I had my gels with me as well. I couldn't. I don't know what it is. I could not get myself to take them. Yeah. I I don't know why. I just could not get myself. I, I'm not gel, a big fan. Gels are gross. <laughs> they are. Let's, yeah. I just. It's the consistency of them. I just, I, I just, you know, I maybe I just don't practice enough with them. No, they're gross. Yeah. They are. I've I never just, been it, able to do gels either. I struggle. It sounds like I struggle like you with figuring out what in the heck I'm going to fuel with. Yes, and that's something I definitely need to work on. I know that for the next race, I have to figure this out. I really do. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my main main goals. I have to. There's just no way that I'm going to be able to get through the next the hundred k that I have up in May, or hundred miles without figuring this out. There's just there's just no way. So, so I. What do you do on your long runs when you're on your long trail runs? What do you do? Carbo Pro. Just Carbo. Pro. I do Carbo Pro. When I did Ray Miller, I had one gel. Um, I had one gel, and then I had all Carbo Pro. And it was fine. I mean, it worked well for me. I didn't have any issues. And then for the most part, I didn't have any issues until I hit that aid station before the turnaround. And I had the potato chips. And I just kept eating the potato chips. They were so delicious. They were just like regular. Of course they they are. (laughs) They're potato (laughs) chips. And then I had some. It was the first time I actually had uh, Coca-Cola. I said, oh, my God. This was like the best meal ever (laughs) i'm just having oh and then i said okay well i'll be able to get more once i hit the turnaround and come back so we kept going and then we came back and i'm like let me get some more potato chips because maybe my body was just craving more salt Mm -hmm. and then i took a salt tab uh before that but i thought well maybe i'm just needing more salt maybe that's what my body is telling me because what's the weather like at this point? You said it had been chilly at the start, but now it was chilly. It was okay. it was chilly, and then it was still a little cold. I had a long sleeve on, and I had my gloves on. So I had my short sleeve, my long sleeve, and my gloves on. And then at mile ten, I got rid of my long sleeve, 
but I still wore my gloves. Mm-hmm. And then it was probably around, um, it had to be b- between mile, f- it had to be before, between mile 10 and 15, I took off the gloves. So it was still a little cool, but I was like, my hands are getting kind of warm. I'm like, yeah, I, I'll take those off. And then the sun started to come out. For the most part, it was kind of cloudy um, between 15 and 20. And then the sun kind of came out more. And then it got a little warm. But it wasn't as warm as it was last year. Last year, it got kind of toasty. This time, it was, it was still a little warm, but there was a little cool breeze going on. So we'd get a little bit of, of, of briefness of, of cool breeze. So it was nice. Yeah, that sounds like pretty good conditions, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah, it really was. The sun was out, but it wasn't like, you know, heat. It wasn't hot. I wouldn't, I would not say this was a hot race at all. Um, the but only the terrain like around there, I mean, like, are you, is it, are you, can you, I don't know. I know nothing about the area in San Diego. I just assume that it's always 70 degrees and sunny and that there's a beach. So <laughs> me too. <laughs> are there, are there trees around or any shade? Is the trail like wide open? Is it, you know, all of the you- above. Okay. All of the above. There are some sections where um, there's this dam and then the lake and there's some sections between miles, I think about about mile 15, there's like some trees, a tree area, and it's kind of covered. But once you get out of that area, it's pretty exposed, like really exposed. And it becomes into like this little like gravelly little rocks. So that heat kind of radiates up. So that section gets pretty warm. I still wouldn't say this was overly hot, but when we were coming back, it's you feel it because you have these climb in that area, so it gets it, you're kind of feeling it at that point. At that point, I was definitely feeling it. That was starting to feel, it. and that's even before, um, you know, getting back into the trail. And I think that's about mile after mile thirty, between mile thirties and thirty and thirty five. Um, but after that, it's it you're not there's no trees, but it's the the dirt area and then there's there's trees around but there's nothing covering you okay so you're still pretty exposed and did you stick to your because before you know we kind of talked a little bit about your strategy and so you were talking about um the one thing you had mentioned was that you were gonna if it was hiking or was walking anything that was not flat basically yes how did you how did your plan go that that actually went very well. And there were some some points at the beginning where I knew that there were like little hills and I thought, you know what? Maybe I should just run up this. And I thought, you know what? I better save my legs. So I had to make the conscious effort to actually not do that, um, to not run up, to stick with my plan. And I don't know if that made any difference because towards the end, it was it was hard. I don't think. Well, I'll just say this: my legs weren't the main, wasn't the big issue. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, what was the big issue then? Are we there yet? So, um, I say once we got past 
the between miles um, 30 and 35, both my friend and I had issues for different reasons. So we were both kind of struggling um, with different things. And um, I definitely struggled with, at some point, I just, I was having a low moment. And I think because that, the I wouldn't say it was hot, but it was warm. And that heat was just kind of radiating up. But it wasn't, it wasn't overly hot, but I could still feel it. And heat above like 70, it starts affecting me. And we kept saying that, you know, the weather was only supposed to be high, like 63 or 62 around there. And we kept saying, this is not 62. Like it feels hotter. Mm -hmm. But generally, I think it was around low 60s. But because of that, you're exposed. It just feels like it's more. And I was having, I, I kept telling her, I was like, you know what, I'm having, a, I'm having a low moment right now. And so she would play music throughout the, the run, which helped so much. So she would play uh, Billy Joel. She had played No Doubt. At this portion, she was playing Bee Gees. <laughs> so it was, it was, it helped me. The wheel started to come off once we hit between uh, 35 and 40. Mm-hmm. And I started to get nauseous. Oh no! And I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, maybe it was that little warm spot that was finally getting to me. Maybe it was the potato chips that were getting to me. I don't know. I mean, they just they just tasted so heavenly, and I just kept eating them. And I thought, my I know my body does not do well with with food food. And I was also having the Carbapro. I still had some Coca-Cola. I said, maybe it's just a mixture of all of those things. Maybe I'm not drinking enough water. I thought I was drinking enough water. It felt like I was. And I started to get nauseous. And we were in a, getting in back into the portion where it's that tricky footing. Mm-hmm. And there's like dips and there's like little climbs and they're kind of steep. They're short, but they're really steep. And if you're not careful, you can, I mean, you can lose your footing and you can take a dive like easily. So I had to go slow on that. And then there was, once we got past that, there was like a little climb. And then there's like the slopey, like uphill. And we just power walked. I said, you know, I'm just feeling really nauseous. Like my stomach was not feeling well at all. So I said, let me just get to that aid station. Let me just get to the next one at, um, Mile forty, uh, mile forty. So, so were the aid yeah. stations? I'm sorry, just like about five miles apart, or yes, okay. yes. So the first aid station is about um, six miles. Okay. Which we find out later when we got to the last aid station, it's five point seven miles. So between there's only about four miles in between the first and second aid station, mm-hmm. or the second to the last and the and the last aid station. Mm-hmm. So between mile 40 and the last, uh, the last aid station, so about four miles, was just, I had, I, luckily when we got to the mile 40 aid station, um, they had ginger ale. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me start downing some ginger ale because my stomach was just not feeling well. And then it started to get really like crampy, like right in, like I just felt like it, it was just, I was just being like stabbed right in the middle of my stomach. I'm like, I wanted to run so bad. But every time I was like, I'm scared. I'm going to jostle something. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to toss my cookies. 
you know, I just, I was like, this is the first time I've ever felt like this in any race. I felt nauseous before in races because of the heat, mm-hmm. but I, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't attribute it to the heat because it wasn't, it was a little toasty, but it wasn't, it wasn't overly hot. Like I've had hot races and this was not hot. I would not even categorize this as hot at all. So I don't know if it was just a mixture of things. I, it was just not a good feeling at all. There was a, um, after the mile 40 station, I left, we left and there was a, a porta potty there. And I thought, well, maybe I need to use the, the porta potty. Nothing happened. Um, I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I had some, luckily at that station, this guy, and I remember seeing him from last year. He's the nicest guy. He, he just, he takes really good care of people there. And he's filled up my hydration pack last, last year. And I remember him and he says, okay, what do you need? What do you need? I said, well, I'm feeling kind of nauseous. Let's get, you know, do you have ginger ale? He says, yeah. And he says, here, he fixed me a cup of like pretzels and potato chips. He says, nibble on this, um, just walk, nibble on this and then take some water and then, you know, just, just keep moving. Just keep moving. Okay. If you, you're, you're doing fine. You're just, just keep, just keep moving. And he was so sweet. He really was. Mm-hmm. And I, I, he's tall. He's bald. He's just a really nice volunteer. And I remember him. So um, I took off from there. And this is when it really got interesting. <laughs> so let me just tell you, at the, I'll backtrack at the beginning of the race. Um, probably within the first um, three or four miles, I heard some very distinct sounds coming from afar and there were the howls and I in the morning you heard the howls morning in the morning okay and I literally said this out loud okay this is it's too early for this it's (laughs) too early for this I said oh my gosh and I in my head and I hope I didn't you know jinx myself because I said in my head, please don't let this be a sign of things to come. Like it. So we get past, um, mile 40 and, um, there's a section, there's a little agricultural, uh, agriculture section. They're growing something. I forgot what it was. And, uh, my friend and I, Crystal are, are walking. We're pretty much power walking, since mile, oh God, probably since mile, at least I know since mile 40, probably just before mile 40, between 35 and 40, because that's when it started. We pretty much power walked or or, or power walked and hiked. And um, at this portion, we started hearing the calls. It would, it started up with the little howl and then they picked up. And then more, more, and would would jump in, and we just stared at each other, like, I mean, can I cuss here? <laughs> I think so. I literally. <laughs> I okay, think we do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I looked at her and I said, "What the fuck? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for. I just. I and she just looked at me because she knew what I was talking about because I had told her about the stories about the coyotes before. And I had told her that, you know, um, 
our suggestions, you know, we had whistles with us. She said she had, I think she had a whistle as well. She said she couldn't find it at first, but I had a whistle and I said, we're supposed to yell really loudly. But right when we heard it, I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's, oh no. So I said, okay, let's just keep moving. Let's just keep moving. This, you know, we're, we're kind of running at this point a little bit and my stomach's, I was like, oh my gosh, my stomach is not cooperating. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. I could just literally just toss my cookies right here, but it didn't feel like I had to. It just, I said, let's just do the best we can. Let's just keep moving. And then they got farther and farther away. Okay. So, so she was it kept... getting dark by this point? Is that when? Yes. So the coyotes were kind of like howling yes. at dawn while you started and then it's getting mm-hmm. dusk again and they're back out. Yes. Yes. So we heard them. And then we didn't hear him for a long while. Um, and then we got to the last aid station. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so there's only four miles in between that second to last and that last aid station. And it took forever. And then it just, oh, because we were, we were hiking as fast as we can. We were walking as fast as we can. We try to run as much as we possibly can. She was fighting off blisters. Mm. So she had very bad blisters um, even before we got into mile 20. So mile 30 was when we stopped and she had a very bad blood blister oh, no. on her foot and she had popped it. She decided to pop it right then and then um, uh, wrap it up in Band-Aid and, and, yeah, with the Band-Aid. And um, they, it basically came back. Oh, no. <laughs> It turns out she got several blisters. And now I didn't have any. Now, my concern was always blisters. Mm-hmm. I ended up with one little teeny tiny baby blister through the whole race. That's good. And that was great. I had no issues with my feet. You know, my feet, my legs, I was tired. I did I did take a couple of um, aspirin or Tylenol um, because my feet just hurt so bad at that point because those rocks those rocks mm-hmm. always kill my feet and um i didn't feel anything like like my legs felt okay i just couldn't like my stomach was just nauseous i just felt like i couldn't run and she was dealing with blisters so we just were both fighting our demons at this point and the so coyotes we, are howling oh okay so that was the first batch <laughs> so that was the first the first batch of that the last you know 10 miles so we get to the last aid station and we're like oh my gosh I'm like what if they closed it what if they left us at this point it's dark mm-hmm. so like oh my gosh would they have left us I'm like oh, no I don't think so I don't think they would have closed it because there's still people behind us there's still like a couple people behind us there's no way luckily we found it and um he told us okay well there's, there's another gentleman ahead of you there's another woman ahead of you they just left and are you guys going to stay together we're like yeah so we made these climbs, and when I knew those climbs were coming, so I at the beginning of the race I tried to count how many there were, like downhill stretches. Mm-hmm. And last year I kept thinking there was like six, and then right when I got to six last year, I was like, okay, there's another one. Okay, so it's not six. So, so I tried to keep counting. This time I counted about eleven. I lost <laughs> track of counting. <laughs> oh no! So I lost track of counting and I told her, I said, I counted about 11 downhill stretches like when we were coming down. So I'd asked her when we were hiking up and I said, um, 
do you remember how many we've climbed yet? She says, I've lost count. I have no idea. Like, oh my gosh, we'll be surprised. So we kept climbing and climbing. And then right when we got to the top and then we had like this nice little downhill, we heard the howls again. And I was like, oh my gosh, did they move? Are those the same ones? They came from the left side. They sounded kind of far. I'm like, okay, they sound kind of a ways off. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But then once they start, oh, it was just so, it was just like, oh, and then they just sound like they're barking and just howling. And then there's like this little group that starts. And then there's like one that jumps in after. And it's just this high screeching. And I'm like, I just want to say, oh, my gosh, please stop. Just stop. Just stop right now. And then it would stop. So then we would just keep going. We keep going. I'm like, just let that be the last one. And I said, okay, we got some downhill. Let's try to run as much as possible. And she was fighting her blisters. I was fighting my nausea. And I was just like, we got to do the, get this done as quickly as possible. My garment had already shut off at this point. So I have no idea where we are. We're blind. Mm. And I said, I know we have at least four miles left to go. And a few minutes later, maybe about 10 minutes later, we heard him again. The howls kicked up again. This time they sounded a little closer. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, are we, um, are we running towards them? They're waiting at the finish line for you. Oh my <laughs> Gosh. So at this point, um, she said, okay, you know what? We need to get a rock. I said, yeah. Okay. So we found a rock. I found a rock. She found another rock. And then she turned to me, she said, this rock feels like a boulder. Oh my gosh. I can't carry this rock anymore. So she dumped it. Cause like it was a pretty big rock. I said, that's a great sized rock. So we're carrying, we picked up our rocks and I picked up my rock and she didn't have one. And we probably had another mile. And she's like, are you still carrying your rock? I said, yes, I'm still carrying my rock. I probably carry this rock for like three miles. And we got to the section where um, it was, it wasn't really well marked. Like we couldn't, there was, we couldn't search for the, we couldn't see the pink ribbons. And um, we made this turn onto the path. And I said, you know what? I don't see any ribbons. And then we heard the loudest howls of the race and they literally felt right next to you. Now there's like this high brush that's, that's there and you can't see anything cause it's pitch black, but you hear them. And I started freaking out because I could not see any pink ribbons. And I kept telling her, Crystal, did we turn? Like, did we make, did we miss a turn? Did we miss a turn? And I literally started praying out to, to baby Jesus. I'm like, <laughs> I was genuinely, I've never been so genuinely scared oh. in my life. I was generally really, really scared mm-hmm. because they would not stop howling. And it went on for like, it feels like eternity. And they felt, they felt so loud. Like they were, they were close. I just don't know how close they were. Like they just felt so close and I kept looking over and I could see we had bunnies. Like I saw within like a minute, three bunnies 
And I know, I was like, I know that's what they want. They want the bunnies. They don't want us. Mm-hmm. And I, ch- I kept trying to tell myself that, like, okay, that's their food. That's what they want. They don't want us. But they were so loud. And I was like, you know what? I am really generally scared at this point. So I said, um, are we lost? Please don't tell me that we're lost. She's like, no, 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 no. I, and I looked over and I saw this little um, like opening and like this, this cement thing. And I said, okay, I don't recall seeing, seeing that like ever. I didn't see it last year going or coming. I didn't see it this year going. And I, I just seen it now. I'm like, this does not look familiar at all. And she's like, no, I think I saw it. I said, okay, so let's just keep going. I said, oh my gosh. I mean, I just, I was just freaking out at this point. I've never freaked out so much in my life. Mm -hmm. And then they, they left. I said, oh my gosh, please let that be the last time. Let that be the last time of these coyotes. Because I was really scared. Mm -hmm. I've never been so scared in my life on during a trail run. And so we just kept running and I saw a little green flashing light. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, we're running in the right direction. And then I saw a pink ribbon and then I said, okay, we're not lost. I said, let's just keep going. So we got out of the stretch and I said, you know what? We saw the dairy farm. We got onto the the street. I'm like, okay, this is it. I know we're close. We're less than a mile. I know we're less than a mile. So we kept going and going and then... um, I said, I know we go down this one fence and then we, we cross another fence. And then I know we go make these turns. And then right there is the finish line. And she's like, oh, are those the lights? I said, no, you'll see red lights. And we are coming up to this little little stretch of this path. And I saw reflectors like from clothing. There was two people. So there was a, a male and a female walking. And, we, you know, we gave them a, you know, good job, good job, we're almost there. Because we were almost there, like literally almost there. And they were just walking. So we passed them. And I kept running as much as possible. And Crystal kept kind of following, falling back, um, falling back because I know her blisters were just killing her and her knee was bothering her. I was at this point, and like, my stomach, I cannot deal with it. I am just running as much as possible because I want to I be done. Mm-hmm. So when we were running along this track, I still had my rock. <laughs> and, she, and she still had her rock. I said, Crystal, are we, can we drop our rocks now? She says, yeah, we both threw our rocks now. <laughs> and I said, I'm tired of crying, carrying this rock. So uh, we made this turn. I said, Crystal, there's the red lights. And I said, let's just finish it. Let's just be done. So um, we saw the red lights and we could not have been so happy. And we saw the finish line and we finished. Oh. Yeah, I, that last portion was just, I mean, it was hell. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just, it was not a very fun experience, that last portion. I, I didn't have that last year. Last year I had one section of house and that was it. This time I had uh, four and then that one in the morning. So uh, like five this time. And that was the the one thing that you were afraid of yeah. or concerned about before the race. Yeah, yeah, Man. yeah. It, it was just not a very happy experience at that point. No, I mean the race itself is nice. 
And if you finish before dark, I'm sure you don't have that experience as I do. But everybody else was just, I think, hearing it. Yeah. And then at the end, um, Paul had came up and he's like, hey, he says, how was it? I said, oh, my gosh, that was just that was tough. That was really tough. And I told him about the coyotes and he just kind of laughed. He's like, oh, yeah, those coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> like darn things. Like he's so used to them. Mm-hmm. He's I'm not used to them. He's used to them. And he's just like, oh, yeah, the coyotes, they come out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, overall, um, I was actually doing, I mean, the plus is that I did actually did very well at the beginning of the race up until about, you know, between miles 35 and 40 was when the wheel started to come off, unfortunately. So had that didn't happen, I'm pretty sure I would have done a lot better. I'm trying not to, you know, beat myself up over it. I'm not going to, cause I just wanted to finish at this point and not get injured. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kept telling Crystal. I'm like, you know what? Our main goal right here is just to finish no matter what and not get injured. If we can get through one of these without, you know, falling, injuring ourselves, I mean, we succeeded. That's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just have to cross the finish line and we succeeded. That's all we have to do. We heard stories of people of spraining their ankles and falling during this race. And I said, that's not, that's, I mean, unfortunate. I mean, it's very unfortunate. It's not a good experience. So our goal right now, don't get injured and finish. That's it. And you did it. And we did it. And we did it. Um, There was a couple of things that was actually kind of funny, though. She actually leapfrogged like a frog. (laughs) That was so funny. She became a hurdler in the race at one point because we were running and it was dark. And the frog was just sitting there. And I don't know if I can write this and actually get the full effect. So it's probably better if I just say it, that she just, it was just sitting there. And so she actually just didn't realize it was a frog. She almost stepped on it and just jumped over it. <laughs> we looked back, she's like, oh my gosh, there's a frog. So <laughs> back, we both had our headlamps on it and it's just sitting there, like staring. <laughs> and we're like, it's a crystal. It's probably just saying, watch it, lady. <laughs> And then I almost ran into a spider. Oh, my gosh. A huge crawling down spider. Oh. Oh, it was, I was literally like maybe a foot away from it. It was on the trail or like hanging down in front of your face? It was coming down a tree. Yes, right in front of my face. Oh, my God. Had I not looked up, that would have been, it literally probably would have been um, mouth level. It was, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I literally jumped out of the way to my friend and she's like, oh my gosh, what was it? I said, it was a spider. <laughs> it was big though. It was pretty big. I mean, it, it wasn't a tarantula size. It wasn't a small spider. It was, it was pretty sizable, probably a little bit bigger than a quarter. Man. So yeah. So you had is- quite the wildlife encounters during this race. Yes. Yes. Never Coyotes, before. frogs, and spiders. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> That's spiders, yes. spiders getting you ready for the tarantulas at Havelina 100. Oh, yeah. Tarantulas are my favorite thing. Yeah. So can't wait for that. 
Oh, really? <laughs> no. Do you I, see a lot of them? Um, I have severe arachnophobia, but I spent at least a year, more than a year of my life living in rural Nicaragua, where, yes, there are tarantulas. <laughs> I remember seeing that movie, Tarantula, that old, like, 70s movie. I think it's 70s or 80s. It's kind of campy, but it's a tarantula. I'm not going to watch but, that. Yeah. No, don't, don't, don't watch it. Don't watch it. I'll just tell you there's tarantulas in it, so don't, don't watch. All right, so Christina, tell me your, your so this is something that's like, um, like, I don't know, it, I always get asked this question, and it's, it's, Wayne usually asks me this question, and I, and I always just end up appreciating it, so I'm going to ask you, what was your, what was your favorite part or your highest part of the race? that moment that 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 stands out that makes you go oh that was that was so good the finish <laughs> <laughs> that moment i mean i earned that medal mm-hmm. i mean i i those last several miles really made me appreciate um the earlier miles <laughs> I mean, that was tough. I mean, if this was a 15-mile race and I just dealt with that, I mean, that would have been difficult. Um, It would have been a lot more difficult. Um, But finishing that race, I just felt so happy to be done. Um, And I've said this uh, on many other races where, I mean, that was, I couldn't wait to be done. I couldn't have been more happier to be, to be finished. I couldn't have been more happier to be finished with this race. It was tough. I really had to dig really deep on this one, especially towards those last 15 miles. Like really, but, um, finishing was, oh yeah, that was, that was really nice. But during the race, um, um, there were a lot of there were a lot of little high points, um, moments where my friend and I had a little singing moment that we were singing Cheryl Crow because she had the song on. So we were we were singing along, and it was um, all I wanna do is have some fun. So that you know that song. Right? I don't sing as I don't sing as well as Cheryl, but it was, it was that point where I was like, yeah, all we want to do is have some fun, which is. Which is true, and at the, we were having fun. Uh-huh. We were having fun. Had I not had somebody there with me, and running with Crystal was—I mean, we ran probably after I think probably mile about mile twelve-ish, maybe eleven or twelve um, was when we started running together. We start we, we we started together, but then she just kind of uh, ran with another friend that was doing it for um the first 11 12 miles until I ran with her until I came up to her and then we started from there to the finish line we ran the rest of the race together so had she not been there especially at the end and I said this I said you know at mile 40 because my family was there and knowing how I was feeling had she had not been there I may have just called it a day. 
mm-hmm. knowing how I was feeling. Having somebody there, I it was more I was more inclined to keep going. Um, or else I would have just called it, you know, say, you know what, I'm I'm not gonna finish this. I don't feel good. No race is worth this. Um, but this was her first ultra marathon, her first 50 miles. And I knew even though she was fighting blisters and, you know, aches and pains as well, she, I knew she was, she was going to finish. And I wanted to be there with her to finish. And I thought, you know, I wasn't going to give up. I mean, I know she's not going to give up. I'm not going to give up either. And if I was running that section alone with all those coyotes, I think I would have had a breakdown, like a major, major breakdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that other person there gives you that lens perspective, you know, and you, and you have, there's such a camaraderie with running that just, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, I, I'm, you know, as I'm listening to you and I like talking, you're talking about, you know, the nausea and stuff. And I've never experienced that. I've never gotten sick or, or even felt a little bit nauseous while I'm running ever. Um, and that can be scary, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, and I think if I, in my, if I'd been in your shoes, especially if I'd been by myself and I started to get nauseous, I think I just sitting here, I think I would have quit, you know, yeah. because you do, you think it's not worth it. I, I don't want to be, you know, it's not worth the race. Yeah, so I I definitely need to figure that out. I mean, I felt like I was drinking enough water. Like, I felt like I was. Um, But I'll share this, that after the race, you know, I used the restroom, and my urine was pretty dark, (laughs) you know, which is an indication to me that I was not hydrating enough. Mm-hmm. And that may have attributed to feeling how I was feeling. And I think it's important that people don't, like, sometimes people don't pay attention to that, you know, those little details. But it's important details to be aware of, especially, in the, you know, especially in these ultras. Because we're out there longer, you know, we're sweating more. And it takes a toll on the body a lot more than when you think about it with any shorter race. So, I mean, it's definitely something that I have to be more aware of and um, more cognizant of, of how much I need to hydrate. You know, it's, it, I mean, it could make or break a race, and it almost broke my race. Yeah. And I wonder, and, and I, I've only, I mean, I've only run that, the, the one ultra, I've only run the 150K, and it was warm that day. Um, and so, um, so I was really drinking a lot. And so mm-hmm. I wonder if the temperature has anything to do with that. Do you know what I mean? Like when it's warm, you're kind of more aware of staying hydrated and whatnot, but maybe when it's just a little bit cool, you're not paying as much attention. Maybe, maybe. And, uh, but I tried at the beginning, like even when it was cold, to make sure I was I was sipping my water pretty regularly to be aware because I knew like okay well even if I you know needed to use the restroom I knew that there was one at mile 15 and there were actually some um just there was one like before mile 
before mile 10, which was the one I used, you know, on the way back 40. And there's another one at 15 and there's another one just like along the route. So I knew that there was, there was places and people on ultras, you know, mountains, they end up just going wherever there's like a covering. So I knew even if I had to go, I, I, I could. So it wouldn't have been so much an issue if I was thinking like, oh, I shouldn't drink that water because I don't want to have to use a restroom, which is, which is wrongful thinking. You should drink water. You have to drink water. When it's hot, I'm drinking more water. However, I still have issues with nausea, with the heat. He, he and I do not get along. He does not like me for some reason. I, I try to make friends. I'd be nice. I tell him my quirky jokes. <laughs> you know, I, I make up funny jokes. I, I think they're funny, but he does not care for him. <laughs> so, so you've decided to run Havelina Hundred. Yes. <laughs> Which is, I'm like, I'm gonna make you like me. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't. I have to figure it out before then. There's just no way. I mean, there's just no way. I I. I have to. Yeah, I I'm have in this to. I'm in the same boat with the nausea and I do vomit during races and it's pretty brutal, so I need to figure that out too and all I know is at across the years I was perfectly fine. And there was an aid station every mile and I like kept myself very well hydrated and you know, kept on top of nutrition. And I know when the aid stations are five miles apart, like they usually are in ultras, I think that's where I slip. Wow. So I, I think that's actually better, more aid stations. Yeah. And I think I, my experience was that it was harder for me. I mean, most of my training has been on the road. And so I haven't spent nearly as much time out on the trail. And I found when I was on the trail um, at the bear chase that it was harder for me to keep track of when I'm eating. You know, when I'm out on the road and my little thing is telling me, okay, well, elapsed time is this many miles. I'm like, okay, it's been 15 minutes. I need to take a drink of water. And so that was, you have those reminders. But when I was during the race on the trail, it was harder for me to keep track of time and distance. And, um, yeah. and so I can see how it would be definitely harder to keep track of nutrition and stay on top of it. And because I think it is key. I think it, um, Margaret Webb and her book, Older, Faster, Stronger, I think is what it is. She talks about that. And especially with women that it's, you know, the whole rule of thumb about, you know, whatever, eating every 45 minutes or eating, you know, taking something in. And she said for women, she says it can be a lot less than that just because of how our bodies metabolize everything and how they work that really taking nutrition in some sort of fuel a little bit over less um, time, you know, but more often um, is actually proven scientifically to be beneficial for um, for women. Huh. Well, that mm. sounds like exactly what I did at across the years without knowing it. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. So she's right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was, I was, I mean, and I remember I, I, I was just, that just stands out to me so much with your race, Melissa, because you, 
you did. I mean, that, and I remember you telling us how much you, you know, oh, I always throw up. I vomited for hours after this uh-huh. and that, you know, which just sounds terrifying to me. I just, mm-hmm. I hate throwing up. Me I don't too. Want to be, yeah. If, if yeah. Throwing up starts being connected to running. I don't know that we can want to, we, we can't be friends. I, just, <laughs> I get that. People should give up things that make them vomit, right? I mean, but I'm always like, but next time I'm going to figure it out, and this won't happen. But, yeah, and you did. I think yeah. you did. I think really, it's real food, and a little bit more often. I think has got to be. Yeah. The, and and you're not at all to pick on you. You're you're small. I mean, she. I pick mm-hmm. on her because she's you know I tease her because she's short and she's just a little, she's like a little elf. I've been called worse that's fine I'll take it and I mean it completely affectionately I mean you're just you're so adorable but I just there's there's not a whole lot for your your body to tap into yeah that's true I think and there's not any you know there's not a whole lot of resources that they have to draw off of yeah so we're going to make sure you eat. Okay, good. Yeah. I need, I need somebody to help. Yeah. <laughs> so, Christina, look- would you do this race again? <laughs> this particular race? Yes, yeah. Or is it too soon? Too soon. Oh, oh man, those coyotes. <laughs> you know, I was really hoping for a PR. That did not happen. I, I really think... Knowing how my race was going up until that point when the wheel started falling, I could have really had a PR. Mm-hmm. And then slowly and slowly, I saw it fading away. <laughs> um, but I definitely think it's a PR course. That's the thing. Um, I, I like this race. I don't know if I'll do it again. You know, ne- next year I have another race in mind which would be close to this one. So I don't know. I won't count it out though. Cause I do like it. Um, and I, there's just part of me, you know, I always have scores to settle with races mm-hmm. and I always want to just, you know, Oh, I want to do better. I want to figure that out. And you're not going to get the best of me. And part of me wants to just say, you know, I can, I can do better. I know I can do better. Um, but probably, I don't know. I, I won't say no, but I won't say yes either. Maybe it's time to give this other race a try, you know, just, uh, mix things up and see which one has fewer coyotes that can be your, I your know. go-to 50 miler from now on. <laughs> no, you don't get coyotes in road races. That's, <laughs> this is true. That's a plus. There's another good catchphrase right there. <laughs> you don't get coyotes in road races. I like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah. It was a good one. Oh, good. Well, congratulations to you and your friend Crystal on finishing what was a very tough race. Not getting lost, not getting caught up in a pack of coyotes. <laughs> And making it to that finish line through blisters and nausea and giant face-sized spiders. Oh, yeah. That that was really an interesting race. Very interesting. Definitely got my heart rate up. That's for sure. 
and turned on my powers of prayer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was praying. I've never prayed so much in my life. <laughs> oh, those last few miles were all prayers. Just get rid of these coyotes. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. But thank you very much. Thank you to both of you and to everybody for all of the, you know, the the good lucks and the well wishes and the congratulations. It, it it seriously means a lot on all social media, my friends. And, you know, it just, it, you know, it, it just that feeling that, oh, my gosh, someone just actually just wished you good luck. And you, you never met this person again, you know, in your life. You never met them. And it's just that little bit of support that it just makes a big difference. And I thought of so many people, you know, last year I made a race. I dedicated a mile to everybody. This year I didn't, but I thought of pretty much everybody. I thought of, you know, Melissa and Angela and, you know, my family and other friends and and just just people that inspire me and to get through these miles. Um, it just really just really helps. So I do appreciate every single word. And I, I thank you. I thank you so very much. Thank you. And of course, thanks to everybody who's listened to our podcast and sent us nice words of encouragement. We all appreciate that. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So we've been, uh, we've been talking for quite a while here. We probably should wrap it up soon. But do either of you have any closing comments to add or anything before we call it a day? I'm taking tomorrow off. <laughs> That's wise. <laughs> I don't think any of us. I did. We don't have any upcoming mm. events or anything. Correct? Nope. nope not mm. me. Nope. Nope. Not in the near near future. Yeah. I think we're all in training mode now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you get to have a recovery spell. I get a little. Now. Yes, I'll take a little recovery. I'm I'm taking about two weeks off from trails. I just told myself. <laughs> I told myself. Let's see if I listen. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, if Thanks that's for a sharing key. your adventure with us. Yeah, Christina. thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we will sign off. So thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you. Bye.